Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello, thanks for joining us on Your Personnel File. We are back from our summer hiatus and look forward to bringing you all the latest information on programs, policies, and initiatives underway here at the Human Resources Command and Fort Knox. So whether you're listening to us at work or in your car, maybe you listen to us in the gym, thanks for downloading this episode of Your Personnel File. As always, we hope you'll find it informative, enlightening, or maybe just plain entertaining and maybe share it with your friends or mention it to someone else in your circle. Today, we're talking about Women's Equality Day, which the nation and the Army celebrates on Saturday, August 26th. My guests are Chief Warrant Officer 5, Maria Martinez, Warrant Officer Advisor to the Adjutant General of the Army, and HRC's Adjutant General Directorate. Chief Warrant Officer 3, Andrea Mills, Administrative Officer, Command Surgeon's Office, and Master Sergeant Heather Denby, Career Management Field, 46th Talent Manager with HRC. And of course, me, your host. Ladies, thank you for joining me today. Thank Thanks for, for having, having us. The energy in this room, it's great. Here comes the episode. I wonder if you'd take a minute or two to share a little bit about your individual backgrounds and how you, can, how you came to serve in the position you currently hold here at HRC. This is CW3 Mills. I am from Alton, Illinois, which is about 30 minutes from downtown St. Louis. Uh, next month, I will have 21 years in service. I have one deployment under my belt, uh, 03, or 04 to 05 to Iraq with 1st Cavalry Division. And my previous assignment before HRC was with OCAR uh, in the Senior Leader Development Office. Okay. Master Sergeant Denby, I grew up in a little town called Los Angeles. I have just over 17 years of time in service in the Army and one deployment under my belt, which is OIF, same as you, Chief. Um, and previous assignment, I was assigned to the Army Public Affairs Center at Fort Meade, Maryland, serving as the public affairs proponent. Nice, awesome. I am Chief Martinez. I was born and raised in Mexico, joined the military in 1996, and I have 28 years of service. Um, and I have a couple deployments. Uh, and my previous assignment was uh, Fifth Corps um, Forces Command. Okay. Lots of experience here, ma'am. Yeah. You, you've got me beat on service. So I'm, I'm from Michigan. was born in D Detroit. Go um, Blue. Always be my home. Uh, let's see. I, I clocked 26 years of service uh, this year. So with my enlisted time, um, guard time, and now active duty as an officer. And I have three deployments and two humanitarian missions. So I've done a lot of travels, um, Afghanistan twice, Iraq once, Puerto Rico, hurricane relief, and then um, establishing the Afghan camp uh, at Fort, Fort Bliss, um, not the Afghan camp, but the, um, the evacuation from Afghanistan. Um, so I did that, and then before this, I came from 1st Armored Division and Fort Bliss. I was the PAO to the commanding general there. All right, so Women's Equality Day commemorates the adoption of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, guaranteeing women the right to vote. That happened in 1920, more than a century ago. And just two years before that, in 1918, President Woodrow Wilson 
said to Congress, democracy means that women shall play their part in affairs alongside men and upon equal footing with them. Today that means female soldiers having the same opportunities to be all they can be and maximize their potential. I think we have the panel today to discuss and describe that um, with our fans. Um, so let's go to the first question. Um, Chief Mills, how did you come to join the Army? Is it a family tradition? Did you have a role model or a mentor? I joined um, right before my 22nd birthday. It was time for me to get a real full-time job because waitressing wasn't cutting it anymore. Um, I knew the Army would give me money for college too. And I mean, I guess it's kind of a family, family tradition. I have a lot of military in my family. Neither one of my parents served, um, but I have a really big family, especially on my mom's side, so I have a lot of cousins um, that served in the Army and the Air Force. My sister did eight years with the National Guard. Um, and as far as a role model mentor, actually one of my cousins, and he hates when I tell this story, but <laughs> he was the station commander where I enlisted. Um, but I really think that he just didn't want me to join the Air Force. So. <laughs> right, right. That's cool. Yeah, so, you know, we all weren't alive in 1920. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't know if our parents, I don't think our parents were either, but I, we're reaping those benefits. You know, we get to serve today and our choice of where we can enlist and in which service. Um, and I remember back in basic training, uh, you know how they sold those little fake gold hearts that broke in half, little emblems. Oh, with the, like and the best And they said, U.S. Army, <laughs> right? I gave half of that to one of my cousins when I graduated basic. Nice. Look at this, go Army. Um, so anyway, I don't, it just, that brought back a, a fond memory. So great, family business. Um, anybody else, family business, family tradition, generational? No, but I got a funny one though. I was just walking down the San Antonio, Texas Riverwalk and a, I saw a, um, soldier uh, about the same height as me that you know I'm a little short and and I'm like well she could do it I can do it uh, and then I think it was a sign because later on the same day I saw a big sign with BOU can be and I'm like well that's two signs right there I'm joining the army because I I want to be all I can be yeah um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do after high school but I knew what I didn't want it to do um, so here I am yeah. 28 years later. 28 years later. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Master and Denby, who saw the soldier in you before you did? Do, uh, you well, do you stay in touch with that person? Frankly, I don't think I saw the soldier in me when I enlisted <laughs> in the Army um, and throughout my initial entry training. It was tough. It was very um, eye-opening as to what I had committed to doing. I don't think it was until I got to my first duty station, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, um, where Sergeant Major saw me as the public affairs NCO, as a specialist fresh out of advanced training, um, and said, you know, I know what you're capable of. I see your PT score, you're physically fit, and you demonstrate soldier attributes that we want to see in, um, you know, the rest of the Army. And you could be a role model and a soldier. And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, I, I really am a soldier. Great, <laughs> great, right, right. tested. Yeah. Um, and so did you start uh, from the very bottom as a public affairs soldier? A fuzzy patch? I did not. I enlisted no. as military police. Okay. And I did time Same. as a patrolman in Germany yeah. and then deployed 
and uh, was part of the QRF team for the Saddam Hussein transfer. Wow. Um, it wasn't until I redeployed I ended up marrying my gunner and so I did a break, in, a break of service um, under chapter eight for pregnancy. So I got out, had a baby and realized I really love the army, let me back in. Yeah. And here I am 17 years later. Okay, fantastic. Wow. Fantastic. All right, we're over to you, uh, Chief Martinez. Women make up almost 19% of the total army and 38% of the army's civilian workforce. What would you tell a young person, perhaps a young female high school senior or a college student, um, to, help th to help get them thinking about serving in the uniform or as a civilian? Well, the Army has great opportunities um, to be a member of a team, to be a leader, to be an innovator, to, you know, basically going back to what I mentioned before, be all you can be. So if, if there's any doubt in your career right now, um, why not join the Army? There's over 200 fields that the Army has. You know, you, you could be a cook, you can be a infantry, you can be anything you want to. There's no barriers right now. So, the, and, you know, great opportunity to travel. I always wanted to travel. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm from a very tiny small in Mexico, and I knew there was something else out there. I didn't know what, uh, but I wanted to do something bigger than than where I was. So the Army gave me a great opportunity to travel. I mean, it's, it's basically free travel. Um, so why not? Be all you can be and yeah. go find your career. And you have the opportunity, as, as you heard earlier, if you don't like that career, you can change it. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I, I mean, I was going to basically say the same thing. There's so many opportunities for not only the skills, but education, college, um, the people that you meet. Right. And I know when I went from active duty into the reserve, it really made me realize there was all of these people have other jobs. They're congressmen, they own businesses. I mean, you the networking is just unlimited. Right. Yeah, relationships really do matter. And I think you can definitely expand your network while you're in the military. Um, you can also say super fit, which is a perk, at least for my high school child. Right. That yeah. is definitely something that she sees as a benefit to being in the military. What other employers like, hey, we support you in wanting to stay healthy and live longer. Right. I think, I think the one thing for me when I was younger, um, I was always, usually I was the only woman in the room, and I don't know if you all experienced this, right? But as we've as we've grown as an army, um, every and now I see so many other women achieving success, leadership roles. Um, I mean, I, I was I was stationed at at uh, Fort Liberty in the 18th Airborne Corps, and the MP Brigade was doing their pre-jump checks. All their jump masters were women, and I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Um, and so I think as I've grown in my career to see women in those positions, women that can be mentors or mentor me, see their success, I can achieve it too. I just, hands down, it's a great, it's a great opportunity for young women. So I guess I would, I would tell younger women that, right? Be all you can be. Yeah, <laughs> We've said be. it. <laughs> it worked, it worked back then. There's a reason they brought it back, that's right? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Um, all right, so let's let's check the next question. So, um, Master and Dunby, can you describe a specific challenge or obstacle you incur encountered during your Army career that might still exist, or other soldiers? It might still exist for other soldiers still serving in uniform. And how did you negotiate that obstacle, uh, get past it, and what advice would you give to those? I think a big challenge for any soldier serving the military is work-life balance particularly if you decide to go the route of being enrolled in the Married Army's Couples Program, um, balancing two Army careers, and then um, having children on top of that, and finding time to manage your responsibilities as a parent, but also your responsibilities as a soldier and then as a leader has been a challenge. Um, it goes back to relationships matter, having friends that can support you, building your network of reliable people in your life, not just in the Army as co-workers, but um, you know, neighbors and friends and family that you can, um, that can support you as you serve. Yeah. So I would definitely um, encourage those that are going through that now to take advantage of some of the opportunities that um, are now present that weren't back then, the new Army Directive for women, for pregnancy, for um, being able to take time for your family and get those things in place so you can continue to serve and focus on your career as well as your family yeah. is important. I think to that point too, right, not be afraid to lean on that network. Because mm -hmm. I think for me it's one of those hurdles, right? I, sometimes I'm afraid to say, hey, I need help. I need help on this day. Or could you do this so I can get an extra couple minutes or, you know, I have to go be here. It'll take 45 minutes. Right. And so I find myself um, afraid to lean sometimes, but there's a network. So good, great point. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else? Other obstacles? Um, well, when I first enlisted, I was a mechanic and I was, I didn't know anything about it, which, I mean, my dad, that was his occupation was a mechanic. He always did everything for me, so I didn't have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I was in AIT and we would go to the motor pool to do the hands-on training, I would want to go through the TMs and like go step by step so that I could actually learn and do, learn what I was supposed to. But the guys, they already knew what they were doing, right? So they just took it over, basically hijacked the project and it kept me from actually learning how to do the job. Sure. So, you know, I, I wish at that time, especially because I had a platform, I should have spoke out. Um, but when it came to the classroom stuff, I scored higher on all the tests because I know how to research regulations and stuff. Sure. So, but I would just say, you know, if you're given the opportunity or a platform, speak out, you know. Yeah. Say yeah. your piece. Yeah, everybody's input is important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's good. She just, you know, brought me to my, some, one of my comments. You know, others, one of the challenges at the beginning was others not taking me serious, right? Uh, again, for whatever perceptions they may have. Sure. Uh, but, you know, all I had to do is just don't give up. Keep, yeah, keep showing up in the right uniform at the right time. And, and don't give up. Just don't give up. Be right. strong, but not rude. I right. stole that from, from one of the podcasts. Be kind, <laughs> but not weak. Be humble, but not shy. And be, be proud, but not arrogant. I, I mean, keep that and just don't give up. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you. Uh, all right, well, let's go, let's go, back, um, let's go back to you, Chief Martinez. So 
you must have had opportunities to lead, mentor, counsel soldiers, both women and men. How has your training and experiences impacted that ability to professionally and personally develop subordinates to be all they can be? Wow. Training. We got lots of training. We, all the time training. We have training. lots of fun training. <laughs> all the time. Uh, we got resiliency training, communication training from early in the NCO. Uh, back in the days, used to be called PLDC. Uh, so that, you know, that kind of helps you to communicate better. And then the additional training as we move closer to, you know, time and service, you're getting older, you're getting wiser. You learn to, to talk to people and you learn their stories. As a non-commissioned officer, as a warrant officer, you actually don't talk to people, you talk with people. We talk with soldiers, not to soldiers, right? And, and you get to know their stories. And when you encounter another soldier who may think, um, you know, I, I, I may not be selected or somebody didn't recommend me for this job because of this, and I'm like, I will gladly select you for this job because you have experience. You have experienced some of the things that others may not have had. Therefore, you know how to properly negotiate this obstacle, right? So if somebody had never lost a family member, right? Uh, it's harder for them to talk to someone who needs some coaching and mentoring because they just lost a family member, right? Mm -hmm. they, 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 gotta, they gotta understand when a soldier comes with a problem, right? Mm -hmm. If soldiers stop coming to you with their problems, that mean we're probably not doing it the right way, right? So the, the experience and the communication, that, that pretty much has helped me coach, teach, and mentor some of the younger um, warrant officers or potential warrant officers, mm -hmm. so that's, and it's all about training. Sometimes I don't even know that I'm learning something, mm -hmm. but then I'm like, oh yeah, I remember I heard that before somewhere in one of the right. training events. Yeah. yeah, very important. Your last answer in this one is, it, I think you're making such, such great points, right? Because when we all come in the Army, everybody's different. We've got all kinds of folks from different backgrounds, different, uh, what, all of it is different, right? And so at the beginning, we're really just learning to build the team right and figure out if people can listen to us right or or if they're if they're not going to or what we're good at everybody has a role yeah our mm -hmm. roles uh, where we can contribute and you know where we where we excel personally where we excel on teams and i think that's so important but also that continues throughout all of our years in continuation of service and so you know people who haven't experienced deaths births marriages, divorces, right? All of the normal things that people go through, um, we find those opportunities to lead and mentor or help someone through their particular situation. It's that network, right? It's leaning on each other. It's knowing who each other are. And yeah, we come to work and we wear this, but we all have our, right? We all give our best, but we all still experience things as humans. And that's what makes us um, have such a unique experience, I think, as leaders. We're involved in from that bottom all the way to the top. And so thank you for that because I, it, it brought me back to that point to make, um, you know, we're all women. We've all experienced um, our 20 years as women in this army. And so we also have a unique perspective um, in that regard. 
Uh, okay, so the last question. Uh, turn the clock back 10 to 20 years. What advice do you give your younger self? And you're, you, you actually already answered, that was my same point was, <laughs> don't give up, right? If you want it, go after it, regardless of the obstacles in your way. There's always a way to achieve your personal goals, whether it's run longer, right? Run faster if your body can handle it, right? Where do I want to be? If it's professional, change your careers. Um, switch from enlisted to warrant officer to officer or serve all the way through till command sergeant major, right? Just don't give up. You can change your course, you can try different things, but just don't give up. Um, and I think that, I think my younger self could have uh, definitely listened to me. Um, maybe I didn't know it though at the time, <laughs> right? I just didn't give up. Um, anybody else got anything for their younger self? I would also say, I mean, in addition to what you just said, but give people a chance. Don't close people off for whatever reason, but also at the same time, trust your gut. When you feel like something might be off with somebody, you know, you got to trust your instincts, but sure. you also can't just close people off automatically. Right. Not every situation is the same. Right. And mm -hmm. we're going to keep living and we're going to keep having experiences. I, th I think I a, a good one is uh, for, for me, my younger self will be to enjoy life. Uh, everything doesn't have to be a challenge. Uh, so going back again, probably because of you want to prove that you can do the job sometimes we forget to enjoy the life right sure. uh, enjoy and then, the journey yes yeah. enjoy yeah. the journey uh, and now it's like wow i did have fun in those events but i was so preoccupied to prove that i could do that task or that mission or whatever it was that i was doing you know i was i was just too preoccupied so i think for for the younger generation is Enjoy the journey, but push yourself, you know. Yeah. Don't give up. All right. So uh, my guest today, Chief Warrant Officer 5, Maria Martinez, Chief Warrant Officer 3, Andrea Mills, Master Sergeant Heather Denby, four women with incredible opportunities and equally important responsibilities here at the Army Human Resources Command. Uh, it is time. Well, first of all, ladies, thank you. Um, I've enjoyed our time together. We're going to go for the lightning round, um, and we're going to finish the sentence. All right, just to close out our, our uh, podcast. All right, lightning round, first one. Who's your hero heroine? My mom. Captain Marvel. My mom. My dad. Favorite duty location? Right here at Fort Knox. Hawaii. Fort Campbell, Tennessee. Okay. Mine... Oh, it's a tie between Fort Liberty. Yeah, no, it's Fort Liberty. <laughs> Formerly Fort Bragg. <laughs> Last movie you saw in a theater. Barbie with my daughter. Mario Brothers. Transformers. <laughs> and uh, we went and saw Elemental. Phenomenal movie. Uh, duty assignment you really enjoyed. Uh, SLDO, the Senior Leader Development Office. Okay. Oh, there's so many, so yeah. many. Working for Office of Chief of Public Affairs. Oh, cool, yes. I think I learned to enjoy all of them. They, they all have good and bad, all of them. I like my job. Yeah. So mine, surprisingly, is JRTC at Fort Polk. Huh. I yeah, love that's it. That's shocking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, favorite military-themed movie? The Messenger. Good morning, Vietnam. Ooh, 
Second probably Ryan. Yeah, mine's Good Morning Vietnam. I love that <laughs> one. Uh, what keeps you humble? Uh, my family and also uh, older veterans that have been through you know the previous campaigns that had a lot more rough than we yeah. than we did. The most junior soldiers I encounter because I'm constantly learning from them. And just when you think you've made it to the tippy top of your career and you know all the things, you learn something new from a brand new private. Yeah. That would be my son. He makes sure he corrects me on every little thing <laughs> I do wrong. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's the point about veterans, yes, because there were, you know, you look at World War II and former conflicts, were way tougher, right? and you know the wars in the early 2000s way tougher um, but the other one is my my co-workers my peers right everyone we work together um, we achieve more and I can always learn from everybody else and especially all you ladies as well uh, okay finish the sentence we'll go this way after the army I want to enjoy life wear fake eyelashes Wear whatever nail polish I want without feeling oh like my the first gosh. surgeon is judging me. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I wanna. Uh, I wanna just have time to not know what to do with myself. <laughs> That's what I want. All right. Army HRC is the best. A beast. A literal maze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a giant organization. Yeah. Um, all right, ladies. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you. The Army is one of the most diverse organizations in the nation with each soldier a valuable contributor to the mission because of their unique backgrounds and perspectives. To our listeners, I hope you heard something today that resonated with you. As always, we invite you to stay in touch with HRC by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm your host, Allie Scott, and this is your Personnel File. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office located at Fort Knox. Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.